my job with you today, and I don't look at it as a job, I actually look at it as a really a deep love of mine. My job, my love for you is to let you know that enlightenment truly just means mastering peace, right? And inevitably, while you've made the choice of letting go of everything and dying to all of what you've known, you inevitably make yourself, are you ready for this? I'm ready. You're actually the masterpiece. Mm. Right. Did that click? Did the penny drop? Yes. Right. So everyone listening, you don't have to do anything to be on the journey of mastering peace. Just realize that you're the masterpiece to the whole puzzle that makes the puzzle whole. I will always say this too. I'll give you a saying in between. I'll always give you these gems. A rich man is always shackled in his luxury while a poor man smiles in laughter knowing there's nothing to attain and peace is all there is. Wow, I should have written that down. That just came through. (laughs) (laughs) It's time for the Share Recovery Podcast, where we bring you amazing life-changing success stories from addicts and alcoholics all over the world who share their inspiring journey in recovery. And now, here's your host, Oh. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Share Podcasts. I hope everybody's doing fantastic. Today is a very special and very fascinating interview, probably one of the most fascinating interviews I have done to date. Today, we delve into the heart of a mystic with Monk Zhu, treasures from a heart of gold. Monk Zhu is an ordained Taoist monk. And the reason why this interview is so unique and so different is because I had to completely relinquish control of the entire episode. The format went right out the window, and Monk Zhu just basically took over the show. So I hope you guys have a pen and a paper handy. You may have to listen to this one twice. But this one is jam-packed with all kinds of value, and more importantly, his own remarkable journey and battle with addiction and journey into recovery. Join us now as we jump into Monk Zoo's story. But first, a little Share Podcast news. Okay, guys, first, the Share Podcast Private Accountability Group. It's continuing to thrive and grow. I'm getting requests to join daily. And again, this community has turned into such a wonderful opportunity for newcomers to get support and for old-timers to give support. So if you'd like to join the Private Accountability Groups, just shoot me an email, o at thesharepodcast.com. Or go to the leave a message button on the right-hand side of the website. So send me an email, leave me a voicemail. hey I love what you're doing. Please add me to the private accountability groups. We'll hook up on Facebook, and then I'll add you right into the group. It's Facebook, it's free, and it's the best way to do service. And as always, I just want to thank the recent donations that we got from Marla, David, Kate, and Lewis. Thank you guys so much for helping support the Share Podcast by sending in your generous donations. And again, for those of you who would like to send in donations, go to the website. On the right-hand side, you'll see a yellow button. It says Donate via PayPal. Click on that, and you can see all the different options for making your donation. And again, another reminder that once a month on In Recovery Radio, 
I will be hosting an episode called The Ozone, produced by Bill Gates and featured on the Star Worldwide Networks in Scottsdale, Arizona. The last interview was with Daniela Park of Doing It Sober, and I will be announcing the launch of each episode on the Share Podcast Private Accountability Group, so it's easy for you to find, and I will also be launching it as a special episode on Thursdays. And also a quick reminder that Michael Hilton, Stephanie Schilling, and myself host the Blab online live meeting once a month. The next meeting will be March 27th, 9 o'clock Pacific, 12 o'clock Eastern. So feel free to join us. If you can't make it, the episodes are recorded. To find those episodes, just go to the website. On the right-hand side of the page is a button that says Blab Live Online Meetings. Click on that button and all the previous recorded episodes will appear. And of course, guys, don't forget to leave us a five-star rating and review on iTunes. It's the best way to show your support. It keeps us ranked high on iTunes so that more people can find the Share Podcast quickly and easily. And if you're going to buy something on Amazon anyway, then go to the Share Podcast website first. Go to the right-hand side of the page. You'll see a banner right underneath the Donate button that says Amazon, click on that button first, and whatever you purchase, a little bit of commission will get kicked back to the Share Podcast, which also tremendously helps support the Share Podcast. So let's jump into Monk Zoo's story after a quick word from our sponsor. Sober Nation is the largest online recovery community and treatment resource center. They provide treatment resources to those struggling with addiction, as well as to the family members who are caught in the crossfire. On top of that, Sober Nation is a huge community of good people who share their experience with each other. They have informative content, recovery and addiction news, as well as an entire clothing line which helps expand the culture of recovery. They can easily be found at www.SoberNation.com. Sober Nation is putting recovery on the map. And finally, would you like to receive the most popular AA daily devotions free in one distribution? Transitions Daily delivers daily devotions from 24 hours a day, AA thought for the day, daily reflections, big book quote, just for today, as Bill sees it, plus more. You can get the daily distribution via email, private Facebook group, or Twitter. Go to dailyaaemails.com for more information. And don't forget to share dailyaaemails.com with friends, in meetings, and with sponsees in recovery. Now back to the show. Omar. Monk Zoo. How are you? I'm doing wonderful. How about yourself? I'm always in ecstasy. <laughs> man, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, that doesn't mean I'm taking ecstasy, man. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I was, uh, <laughs> I, I assumed as much. <laughs> how do you want to, how do you want to do this? Well, I like the way, I like the way you painted the picture for me here um, in your email. And yeah. here, here's the thing. Um, my show is about recovery, but it's not about right. any particular form of recovery. Basically, what I do is is I ask you a few questions about how your life is today, just so we can kind of get to know you, right? But then I ask you to take us through your story, you know, the battle against drugs and alcohol, the wreckage it caused in your life, 
when you hit rock bottom and then finally your journey into recovery until today. Now, your journey is, I'm assuming, is going into, into the monkhood, correct? Well, in saying that, the journey is still ongoing and monkhood is just a choice of knowing that you're mastering the no-self. Okay, so I would definitely want to know about how you found this enlightened way of being. It's, a, it's interesting how you put that. You don't find it. You are actually already it. And it's only a matter of knowing that is what you're not. It's only knowing what you're not that you know that you're it. <laughs> oh, man. Isn't that, isn't, that a, isn't that a real conundrum? Yeah, 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 yeah. It, it stopped me right? from so it. I don't want to throw, <laughs> yeah, I don't want to throw any listener off thinking that they have to do something to be something in order to achieve enlightenment. They need to understand already that they're enlightened. It's just they've forgotten. <laughs> well, good. So enlighten me. <laughs> Okay. You know, again, you fell into it. You said, enlighten me. See, you're already enlightened. Okay, let's put it like this, Omar. You ready for this? Okay. And uh, I'm going to be in total stillness. Let's both of us, each of us, take a nice deep breath. In and out slowly. Okay. By the time we in and out slowly, some of us take short breaths, some of us take long breaths. Okay, in between that breath, what happened to your brain? Nothing. Right. So the brain was in this total bliss of it not going anywhere with thought because it couldn't recognize a thought in that breath. It was already doing something. Now you know why people smoke, to take that really deep breath. You know when they say, I'm going for a break? Yeah. <laughs> So that's that's their cure. They're going for a break, but they've put a substitute with it and they've put some uh, intoxication connecting their hands, then touching something. See, the, in, uh, in our meditations and whatnot, especially through Qigong, uh, we generally take the practitioner through by making sure that their hands are going in certain directions, as you probably have seen with Tai Chi. Yes. You know, a lot of hand movement, a lot of uh, balancing from one foot to the other and so forth. So, in essence, the, uh, the master takes these students through, these novices through, step by step, to gradually take the baby through, crawling first. Then, obviously, if you've seen a three-year-old baby, I mean, they look like imitations of people coming out of nightclubs at three in the morning. <laughs> That's it. Right? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> or I should say that the other way around. People out of nightclubs are imitating babies at three. <laughs> Trying to get back to their innocence through substances is where this whole conversation is all about recovery, addiction, and your essence and your journey in knowing. You got to get back to your true self. And in saying that, Omar, I will put it like this also. Just think of you, Omar, that you're talking to yourself right now. Uh, and you're talking to the higher learning of yourself, which is Omar. And just put yourself in my shoes being a monk. Uh, am I correct in saying that you've got no hair? Yes. 
Well, there you go. There's our mirror. I've got no hair. You've got no hair. (laughs) We've already started on a good foot. (laughs) Beautiful. I'm already on my way to monkhood. Okay, you're you're one step away from enlightenment. Um, it's called it's called the razor blade. You got to go back to the mirror. Okay. So Omar, I'd like to really, although we've gave, or we've given this uh, radio station or a little way of in the heart of a mystic, we gave it that title in the beginning, yeah. Yes. That's okay. The- now I'll give you another one to really really ground you. Uh, I'm going to call our session today. U-R-M-T, Unlimited Radio Mind Transmission. Ooh, Okay, like you're it. in another, yeah, you're in another part of the world at the moment, in another state, but a certain frequency connects you and I. Okay. Okay, I'm following you. Okay, so don't go too far on me, like do a U-turn and detour and head off to Mars. Stay on Earth for me. <laughs> I'm here, buddy. I'm here. I'm actually okay. hanging on every word. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, well, look, let's... Uh, <laughs> well, this one, is... day when, when, one day when you, get to, um, when you get to that state of mind where it's nothing but peace, you're going to drop all words. I guess that's the idea, right? Well, we still need to communicate. Once I had this uh, little bit of a chat with the master and I said, well, why would we need the tongue if we're going to drop all words? And therefore, obviously, I mean, if you really wrap your head around that, do we not need to taste the air when we breathe? Do we not need to taste the substances of being in the moment? Like, when was the last time you really ate a raisin and really ate it that slow that you could feel every little grain inside that raisin hitting your teeth, hitting your tongue, hitting the back of your throat? and slowly going down your esophagus. And if you were still enough and really still, you could probably even get to that moment where your stomach was digesting it. Oh, wow. See how deeper and deeper and deeper I go to the actual stepping stone of a raisin? Yeah, which is something that I've never even contemplated ever yeah yeah and and who would only uh only winemakers would (laughs) (laughs) you know uh they they uh they depend on grapes and especially rotten ones at that to ferment them in such a way where there you go yeah that's called that's called alcohol and it triggers a certain part of our brain and we could go on for days talking, but I want to get to some simplistic values of what we've been given straight from the get-go. Please. Oxygen. Without it, you wouldn't know anything else. So that's where we actually lose ourselves right in the beginning, is when we think we're not breathing. You know that part of your breath where you actually, you know that you're breathing, but you're not aware of it. Even while you're listening to me now, you... You're breathing, but you're listening to me. You've actually forgotten that you're breathing. Up until you brought it up, and then I started focusing on my breathing again. Right, until I said, Omar, right at the beginning, let's take that nice deep breath. Yeah. And that's probably the first part of, well, I'm sure it's the afternoon there for you. It's the morning here. Uh, it's evening. The the, yeah, it's, well, this evening. Uh, see, in a monk's life, evening or night, they're dualities. We don't even consider... A moment is the moment, and whether it's light or shade, again, another duality. 
is your uh, conception of the sun turning around the earth. So, in essence, Omar, can I call you O? You can call, absolutely. That's what I go by. Okay, O, I must say, sincerity is the actual foundation of being a monk. And the journey that you're asking me and saying, tell us about how you got from A, B, and C. How you got into it, how you got out of it, and now how do you stay so riveted and clear from it by being who you really are? Correct. That's basically what everybody wants to know. And there's no secret. There's no solution. There is just an act. And when you drop acting, you become no act. And in the truest Zen situation, you actually utilize purely that principle. Non-action is the truest action. And that comes back down to complying. When people are totally programmed by the outside towards the inside, they totally comply with it, especially when they're bombarded day by day with it. I mean, you call a baby a name. It starts out with no name to begin with, but we we make up a name. The baby doesn't know no names at the moment. And after day after day, month after month, year after year, sooner or later, the baby's called O. You know, you wouldn't exist without a name. And let me ask you a question. What exists without a label? I don't know. I've never thought about that. This is the whole gamut of the earth of what everyone's going by. Because you aren't you really buying into a label? Are we not really forging ourselves into slavery to accommodate being labeled? Like, you've known me as a monk, but I do live a monastic lifestyle. I get up, but before I get up, even before my eyes open, I'm aware that it's awake. You know, nine times out of ten, even in this day and age, everyone, I'm sure if I went into everyone's home, before they even got up out of bed, they're looking at their phones these days. I'm sure of it. I do. You're very honest, and that's courageous, you know. I'm very uh, honored to actually be speaking to you right now with such an honest man. But let not my insightful ways of being so honest disturb you. Because that's what happens when people fear growing. They're actually disturbed because they're coming out of their comfort zone. Yes. Is that, is that true? That's, that's absolute truth. I deal with it on a daily basis. So that you're absolutely, we all do. We, uh, we fight it, we ignore it, we become something else from it, and then before you know it, we're trying to get back to the truest essence of who we are by not honoring that way of life. So, and I know everyone's caught in this midstream. I know for a fact, even oh, if I walk out of my door right now, everyone's caught in the midstream of, I've got to survive. Is, it, is that not the actual issue here? survival and they actually use addiction as the catalyst i think i think that when you're in that when you're in that state when you're in that state of addiction and that state of hopelessness that yes it is the day is basically just a grind 
and it's uh, it's it's a robotic grind. I totally hear we can't. I don't mean to interrupt either, uh, but I must say before we even continue, and and it's only been a couple of minutes right now, or if not more, we must say at the beginning of the program, I've got to say a disclaimer to all the listeners. Are you ready? I'm ready. When listening to the heart of a true mystic, insanity and enlightenment will be the side effects. <laughs> <laughs> I am not responsible for you to change the world, though I will accept royalties once you make it big. <laughs> <laughs> I must say, uh, I've copywritten enlightenment, so I must say, if you do get enlightened, I'm taking 20%. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> um See, see how I go. Even in a in a monk situation, um, the in, you've got to really ground yourself on the ground. Don't fly too high in enlightenment, thinking it's up in the clouds and you do, and you do nothing all day. It doesn't work like that. Not at all. Everyone's got that conception, Omar. Yes, yes. You know, ah, oh, want to be a monk? It actually runs away, and that was totally like us. I, I will say in the beginning, that's what I thought right in the beginning to get away from it all. Can I just go somewhere and get some rest? Like I'm tired of the game coming in and out, coming in and out, spending, making, like you said, the grind. Let's call it the grind. Uh, a coffee bean doesn't think that way. The coffee bean or the chickpea, the chickpea boils, 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 and it goes through this suffering of this way of life until it feeds someone else for it to be protein. Ah, okay. yeah. So, yeah, as a mystic or as a Sufi, obviously being very educated as yourself, you would have definitely heard the poetry of Rumi. Rumi? Yeah. I didn't. I haven't. You haven't. Okay. Another beautiful Sufi that will easily get you enlightened by just reading his poetry. Uh, there's a famous Sufi who, who is enlightened by just watching his cat. With with the awareness of how that cat was sitting there and watching the prey, that Sufi in a split second was enlightened. And they're not my words. They're they're the actual, you know, they're the they're the Sufi's word. You've heard of Sufis, haven't you? I haven't. I haven't. I, I was going to ask you, what are Sufis? Okay, that's it. Let's enlighten the listeners to saying the Sufi is a lover, a lover of truth. And in the whirling, well, they're labeled as whirling dervishes because it's one of the practices they take upon while they're spinning with one hand above, pointing upwards to the sky, receiving the essence, and one hand outstretched, pointing downwards and giving to the rest. So in that essence, a Sufi in tradition, I think Middle Eastern Persian, in the Persian days, and there's a place in uh, Turkey at the moment, a place called Konya, K-O-N-Y-A, where they've actually made that the foundation of all Sufis. Um, in saying that, everyone takes these practices very seriously by finding the truth within themselves. And you really have to sacrifice being a comedian right in the beginning and find out who you are by being very serious 
on that journey of dying to all that there is. That's the first step. See that silence between us? Yeah. Your spirit is churning on that right now. So that was the first quest of my inquisition to finding out what is within and what does not die if everything else does. It's one of the most serious questions you'd have to ask yourself when you want to really give up addiction and you want to start the journey of recovery. Because that what was addicted is not that what does not die. Okay, you're following... Addiction usually follows the sensory, the touch, the smell. You've always heard that saying, Oh, when I smell it, I can't get enough. <laughs> it's usually more than just to smell it. Okay, as soon right. as, when I drink it, when I smoke it, when I snort it, I just can't get enough. <laughs> some sort of uh, uh, ingestion. <laughs> right. And it's all, uh, as a mystic, I've always known the mouth to be the 24-hour open wound. It's the only part of our bodies that actually, the insides of us, when we open, it's always open, it sees the outside. So, I mean, people take it through their mouth. And then when they can't get high enough, they inject it through their veins. And it's all sensory. It's all, it's all body, tactile stuff. In saying that, Omar, let's move right along and say to ourselves, okay, my job with you today, and I don't look at it as a job. I actually look at it as a really a deep love of mine. My job, my love for you is to let you know that enlightenment truly just means mastering peace, right? And inevitably, while you've made the choice of letting go of everything and dying to all of what you've known, you inevitably make yourself... Are you ready for this? I'm ready. You're actually the masterpiece. Mm. Right. Did that click? Did the penny drop? Yes. Right. So everyone listening, you don't have to do anything to be on the journey of mastering peace. Just realize that you're the masterpiece to the whole puzzle that makes the puzzle whole. Okay. Because when you become fragmented in thought, you will start trying to attach yourselves to so many things, whether it's sensory with your vision being wanting to belong with wearing a type of garment. You know, don't think of me sitting here in a long robe with lots of beads around me with a bald head at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> I could be hanging off the fan with a G-string. Hey, let's just go slow. <laughs> okay, so I don't want to... You know why I say these things? Because while the listener's listening, I don't want them to go too deep into that realm of serious thought. You've got to keep it light. That's why I throw in these little antidotes of jokes. Yeah, like a bald monk and a G-string? Yeah, I mean... I... <laughs> <laughs> There's only certain clubs that will accept this, so don't try this at home. <laughs> Absolutely. 
All right, uh, so this planet at the moment, and we all know, we're all grounded enough that we know that this planet, through its extortion, it's degrading the spirit, purely by marketing. One of the biggest fingers at the moment that's got people hooked. I will always say this too, I'll give you a saying, in between I'll always give you these gems. A rich man is always shackled in his luxury, while a poor man smiles in laughter, knowing there's nothing to attain, and peace is all there is. Wow, I should have written that down. I, that just came through. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, buddy. Don't worry. This is being recorded and will be transcribed. Oh, oh, that's great, because as soon as I leave or press the button off or whichever way, I still go into that one direction, which is called nowhere. And let's look at that word, really, seriously. Look at that word, nowhere. Can you break that up for me? As soon as you hit the W, stop right there, and then say the rest. Here. Where? Oh, after the W, here, yeah. Right. Nowhere becomes now here. Ooh. See where I put the space? Yeah. Instead of putting the space between the O and the W, I mean, this is a really great journey for you and I, Omar. I'm honored to meet you. I'm honored to actually expand on something that you've already known for an infinite lifetime. And you're just remembering right now that your higher self is bringing you back to who you really are. So the next one, metamorphosis is the only thing that's permanent. Your change. Wouldn't you like to be the director of that change and stepping into the so-called shoes of the source? Of course. Right. That's what everyone is banking on. You know, they all want to know, how do I do it? How do I do it? Little do they know, they're already doing it. It's just a matter of discipline on how much discipline you have at being timeless, yet your timing being impeccable to when you really want to achieve the alchemy. Alchemy meaning the mix of all things. Okay, uh, uh, ask a baker, how long does he leave a bread in the oven? Until he's actually certain that the rise is edible. You feel me? Mm-hmm. So let's look at some simplistics in our lives. We, uh, we've got quality food. We've got elite training. We've got rhythmic remedies where your heart beats and we slow that down. Or we may even pick up a drum and be consistent with that beat so that you'll get into what's called being in the now. You know when someone's not being in the now, their rhythm is off. We, uh, we also do gardening around here at our sanctuary. Gardening, you actually touch the earth bare feet, bare hands, play with the earth a little bit, move yourself. 20 minutes in the garden will rise a sweat. In the sweat are all programmed memories in our water molecular structure. Haven't you felt so great, Omar, when you've had a sweat? Yes. You're depleting all the memories and then again you're empty. So that's why I call this, this session that we're having U R M T, unlimited radio mind transmission. 
Okay, let's not let's not forget and go too far with all these words that we we're coming out with. <laughs> you know, well, let's get back to the source. I always say that, I especially say that to my uh, my Arabic friends. Uh, is there what sort of sauce would you like on that kebab? Um, so in saying that the journey for this monk speaking through this vessel was once upon a time where everyone is at the same stage of giving up a lifetime of programs let's say let's call them programs for now okay whether you want to yeah whether you want to see that the program is food drugs, alcohol, whichever way, it all comes under one banner. It's your compliance with it. The minute you don't comply with these things, the minute you have the will, which is another thing I want to really touch upon, your will is a characteristic. The stronger your will gets, the stronger your character becomes. And let's put these two words into play, your desires and your principles. People become addicted because of their desires. People are free from addiction because of their principles. Yes. Okay. We, uh, we're clear on that? A hundred percent. Okay. I call what this period we're in, uh, this frame of mind, what people are going through right now, is the NWC, the New World Chaos. Because they're all concentrating on the real diabolical way of thought. And that still can be healthy because it's going to bring them back to their source. So let's let's go through this shift together through this program. And I'll put it like this too, O. If you're not enlightened, I'm not enlightened. I'm not beautiful until everyone is beautiful. Until you see the love in all that there is, then you can be the love for all that there is. Make sense? It does. And it's simple, isn't it? Very. Okay, so, Omar, you've pretty much got the journey in a nutshell. In life, you'll go through subscribing to programs, falling into that because of the upbringing that you've had. And purely because of the choices that you've been given. And then you play along with that and after a while you'll start getting tired. You'll think, is this ever going to change? Am I always going to be chasing the tail? The fairy tale? The cat's tail? And people that are addicted to uh, other human beings with... Right, you know where I'm going with this. Yeah. So when we drop that chase, when, the, when you're that tired and you're over the suffering, so to say, suffering usually causes misery. And I will pretty much expand upon the Buddhist situation where they say, misery is created from clinging onto things. So when one thinks they're separate from it all, they actually become addicted to being attached to things outside of themselves. Yes. 
when one drops that separateness and knowing their union and knowing that there's no outer or inner, when they've dropped that duality of those two confinements, then they become unified with all that there is. Therefore, they have no more attachments. Not an easy process for the one who denies it. Yet it's so simple for the one who is willing to accept their unlimited way of life. You being the source. Yes. Yes. Makes sense? Oh, 100%. As a matter of fact, I mean, I'm about to celebrate 13 years uh, clean and sober. But in the beginning, when I first got clean and sober, I was attached to so much. I was clingy, like you were, like you were just talking about. And yeah. one of the things that one of the counselors had, had told me when I was in a manic state, he said, you know, I learned a long time ago that uh, an old Buddha saying, which is, attachment is at the root of all suffering. And I don't know why at that moment it made sense to me. But there was definitely a shift in my perspective, in my perspective for the first time ever. And I recognized that, that I was attached to so much. And right. being so attached to things, to people, places, to things, was creating yeah. a tremendous amount of pain. Yeah. I so hear where you're coming from. And that pain, how did you get through it? Well, the idea was that I could not control people, places, and things around me. The only thing I could control was myself. And right. to try and find stillness and peace within accepting, accepting everything around me as it is. Right. Without trying to change it, because the reality is that I can't. So, in essence, did you drop your grasp on just knowing that you couldn't control? I had to. I had to. To find peace, I had to stop trying to control outcomes, trying to manipulate outcomes, trying to, in other words, be the director. I had to just let go. And, and right. a lot of what we teach uh, people right. early in recovery is that you have to let go. You have to turn it over. Right. Everyone has their methods, and I totally understand where you're coming from. And environment plays a, a major role if you were... Uh, if you told a person you could never read a book, but they still had to live in a library, they'd go insane. <laughs> right? Yeah. And haven't you always got that feeling that when you walk into a library, you just cannot know enough? Right? Yeah. Well, in a mystics realm, the most simple way I can say this for everyone to understand is that turn inward and read your own book by not worrying about pages or the cover or the ending and that's what people get caught up in what's the cover look like what are the pages going to be like what are they going to say what is it what are people going to think when they read the pages and you know and what do i do when it gets to the end <laughs> <laughs> right that's that's the addict's nightmare you know and if you really you really want to go deeper, all you have to do, and it's this simple, walk outside into nature and just sit there 
and take a nice deep breath and it'll hit you like the wind that graces all the leaves. You know, it's not the wind that makes the leaves move, it's your mind that makes the tree breathe. Wow, there's another gem for you. <laughs> Just when I think I'm right there with you, boom. Uh, right. So, Omar, right now, uh, let's get back to the truth. Are you ready for this? I'm ready. Now, let's take a nice deep breath. And at the end of the breath, I'm going to do something that's going to clear you inside out. You ready for this? Let's take a breath together. In and out very slowly. That should clear the air. When people will be listening to this, when they hear that ring, nowhere else can their mind go but to where that ring went. Yeah. Okay. So let's go slow here. I'm, look, you're going to have to stop me because uh, I'm really not involved in the conceptual frame of mind where time is. I don't plan things anymore. Things are planned for me. Uh, I just show up and it happens. If you want to flow and grow, well, there's actually a way, there's a blueprint to all this. With the system today, and I'll pretty much reiterate what we already know, when we go somewhere, isn't everyone else trying to shove that ABC123 down our throat? <laughs> yes. <laughs> right. Well, in essence, you're born automatically with an ABC and a 123 that can never be programmed. And that, my friend, is awareness. Your your essence is awareness in reality. And people, they put layers upon layers upon that. And they lose themselves in all sorts of activities. Hence, this topic of this station will be addiction. And I'm not going to go as far as so spiritual situation and there's a lot of them out there a lot of gurus and a lot of people talking about meditation and a lot of people trying to let you buy into this and buy into that you know the best choice you can make for yourself is when you don't buy into anything and you sit there in freedom and you know that you're everything that's working so why i say walk into nature nature is the only thing that doesn't reign supreme with one thing to say, hey guys, everybody work for me now. <laughs> it all works together by themselves without working at all for each other. Make sense? Absolutely. Okay, so that's where we've lost it on the planet a little bit. We've lost our original, original uh, love, I should say. I'll call it love for now. Uh, we've lost our original love because of this one program and it's called accumulation of the color paper which we mm, call money these yeah. days yes. right yes 
We we do all sorts of. Cr- you'd be a. Ama- I mean, <laughs> no, I wouldn't. <laughs> yeah, you, you'd be amazed at what we've done on the planet for that one bit of paper, and oh. what extents and what lengths we'd, and also still today, what lengths we still would go to from our original love to become the obsolete fear. You like that? Yeah. Because I know that fear doesn't exist. In general, and I know for a fact, being where I am, in being who I am, and knowing that awareness is all that there is, there's no such thing as death. Yet, only when you drop the vessel that you've been carrying and housing for a while, meaning that you're addicted to. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone's addicted to life, man. They're all dying for it. You feel me? You see exactly where I'm coming from. I do. I do. Uh, Omar, is there any any questions from your heart that I can really, really open up the, uh, how can I say it, the whole universe for it to be answered? Well, I think, I, I, I don't think we have enough time for that, but. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, don't get me wrong. I do. I don't know if your program does. <laughs> Well, all the uh, what is it? The data. Yeah, that is. Well, and it, one of the things you just mentioned, and there was there was a lot in there. And one of the things you mentioned was the the ABCs, the one, two, threes, and the the yeah. structure that is our lives. You know what we're mm. conf- what we confine ourselves to. And mm. I have a a format that I that I follow when I do my interviews. But okay. you know, once you right. started, I, I I could tell that. You were going somewhere, and, and I wanted to see where that was going. And, and right. I'm, I'm grateful today that I can do that, that I can let go of my own structure, my own ABCs. You know, when, there's, when I feel like, whoa, I want to connect here with this. Yeah. You know, yeah. and as soon as you went into your realm, yeah. I wanted more. And I know that our listeners are going to resonate with it, not with everything, because there's a right. lot. And I'm oh, going to, and I'm going to, and I'm definitely going to suggest, and that's a beautiful thing about this recording. It's a recording. Mm-hmm. I can go that's back right. and I can listen to it as many times as I need to, to go back and extract the gems, mm. you know, that, that have already been, that have already been delivered. But again, our listeners are coming from the mindset of the addict and the right. alcoholic. And some of us, uh, just by listening to you, I recognize that. I have reached certain levels of of enlightenment just by Mm. detaching myself from so much. Mm. The first thing being the drugs and the alcohol. It no longer has the hold on me that it used to. And if you wouldn't mind, I would like to know that story in in its brevity or in in its length. In in whatever whatever fashion you would like to portray it. it. Yeah, expand. Exactly. Expand upon it. Tell mm. us about your journey, getting to where, okay. I mean, because I know you, as much as we are born into enlightenment, like you say, mm. we certainly, you know, at the age of five years old, aren't having these discussions or being able to express ourselves in this way. So there is a journey that it took mm. for you to get to, to this state of being. And part right. of that journey was your, your battle with drugs and alcohol. So I'd like to know about that battle and you know the wreckage it caused in your life and and right. the, the bottom that you hit and then finally you know a little bit more about where you're at today okay let's start right at the beginning 
do you want to go back as far as the Big Bang? <laughs> you, can, you can go as far back as you want. I'm, in, I'm really enjoying this, Monk. Okay, as when I opened up my eyes and I thought, okay, existence is possible with experience, I fell into what was called, again, the journey and the adventure. And in that adventure, and I'm not going to chronologically state timing because there'll be people coming out of my lifetime saying, well, they'll want to get famous off this recording and say, <laughs> he didn't say that. <laughs> or he didn't do that then and there when I was there. And little do, they, do I know, were they there in my mind when I was an addict? <laughs> so we are, the ego would love to make up a story. And when I say the ego, the programmed self would like to sound significant in its trial and tribulations. And I will get back to this, and I'll make it very simple for all the listeners. Addiction is a, a journey where we all fall into it because we don't know any better, only because of our environment, of how we're shaped, to think that it is better for us to be in that life. It's portrayed, it's commercialized, it tastes good, it feels good. Play this, smoke this, drink this. Oh, that's different. Try this. This does a different. This uh, this has a different effect for you. And if you take a little amount, you'll get a better buzz. It's that big selling point of, am I going to find myself doing it? And we're all uh, evolving by losing ourselves first. But when we find the true no self and where the source really is, then we come from a place of creativity that is unlimited, the reservoir will never run dry in saying where creativity is birthed from. So if you're an addict, you're selling yourself short. And that's what I did to myself. And I didn't know what I was doing, where I was going, who I was doing it with. And at the end of the day, and when I say this, guys, there's, I don't think there's anybody out there that's tried all types of substances as far as I've come in front of them. No matter what was there, if you've smoked it, I've smoked the father of that, what you've smoked the son of. <laughs> uh, if you've drank that here, yeah. if you've drank that type of alcohol, well, I went to the Amazonian situation and got it from the root itself instead of it hitting the hand. Right. Uh, if you wanted to go into a nightclub and you thought you were cool standing at the bar, well, guess what? I was more addicted and I was on the dance floor all night thinking I had all the moves, right? So if there's that extremism. It was just in my nature to evolve with the adventure, but really there was no responsibility in it because I was consuming, consuming, thinking there was never enough. I couldn't get enough. I couldn't be enough. And there was that essence of exactly where I'm coming from. The environment will place the program on you saying, you are not enough. Yeah. And that's where you fall. That's where you buy into it. Then you'll forever be searching for that endless high, that endless source of drink. You know, little do people know. I mean, they could have the whole brewery. But for now, they're just, you know, settling for a six-pack. <laughs> Once that's finished... You know, the six-pack again rises in their head because, again, that's all they can afford. You know, I always say to an alcoholic, why drink drops of your own piss when you can float in it all day long? 
Go to the ocean. Look at the waves. Now, use this example for all the layman. I'm going to say it in the layman's terms. And for all the addicts out there, go to the ocean, sit on the shoreline and watch the waves. Sooner or later, you'll be sick of the waves and you'll want to go to the horizon, which automatically your mind will go, what's behind the horizon, E? We're programmed like this, O. You know, and once we actually evolve and we're brought up in an environment where it says there's absolutely nothing in the horizon, over the horizon, there's absolutely nothing in the ocean, and these waves, they will always start and they will never end. Once we're brought up in an environment like that, we will never be addicted. But you show me, seriously show me, that one soul who's actually brought up with not wanting anything, Right. Yeah. So it comes back down to want. Right. Yeah. 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 Can I I share with you the forbidden experiment? Yes, please. It's a forbidden experiment. Now, I mean, you know, as far as the military and the scientists, they've all tried all sorts of things to understand how the mind works. Now, the forbidden experiment is when you take a little baby, let's say the age of three, and you leave it on an island by itself. It's one thing the earth hasn't tried yet. And you and I come from the old school. Definitely, I can feel it in your voice. Uh, I'm going to say one name here and you're going to click. Are you ready for this? You're going to bring up all sorts of associations. Are you ready? Ready. Tarzan. (laughs) Everyone would like to be born in the jungle with no attachments and yet evolve out of the jungle with no limits and become... And let the jungle become its beck and call at one roar. That's what the universe is like. That's what your essence is like. When you roar the essence of truth and sincerity, and I mean roar, when, you, when you're really in need and help, the universe will provide you with everything that you need. So for all my addicts out there, and for all of the addicts that I've ever known who are going to listen to this again and again, who may even put it on repeat, Come from a place of sincerity when you really want it and the universe will provide it. But if you come from a place of a cosmetic value where you just want to look good for the time being, you'll always keep searching for that that high that never exists. Oh, that's beautiful. Remember, remember this. Yeah, that's that's another gem. Remember this, oh. You know, you're already high. By being awareness, it's such a blissful state. If only one could make that courageous journey of letting everything go, you'll definitely get there. Now, you doing drugs or you drinking or just being addicted, whether it's an image, whether it's a substance, whatever thing it is, you know, you're bringing yourself right down to the lowest high. I never thought of that. I always say, yeah, I always say, remain aware and always be high. <laughs> you, you understand where I'm coming from? Yes, right? I do. I do. So again, look how quick the minutes pass. It's nearly an hour. It's 10 to 12. Uh, I'm unlimited in awareness. I'm unlimited as far as the universe is concerned. Creativity forever flows through my pores. Uh, you can even ask the people who live with me. Uh, they're all They're always vibing off me. And it's endless. My gardens are flourishing at the moment. Um, the neighborhood with training people, they're all flourishing. A lot of people coming around, 
to get that one hour hit of releasing their toxins out of their sweat glands and whatnot. Uh, there's millions of things you can do, O. Um, but right now, I would love for everyone to really see what they're doing and to be aware of what they're doing and to remain king in their kingdom by not doing anything at all and see how far you get. By not doing anything at all. At all. See how long you can do that for. Not Actually, you know, I'm probably the only man on the planet right now. It's not doing anything. It's doing nothing. And you know what? I'm complete by doing nothing at all. I'm watching. I'm the observer. I'm the watcher. I'm being aware of everything that's happening around me. I have a role to play at certain hours of the day. And yeah, I fulfill that role. And that role will always become an end. And I'll always... Stop still and be aware that that role can be played. So you can be disciplined, but you make sure that you train for that discipline. It doesn't come overnight. Me being a monk is not an overnight stillness. Me being a monk is an, is an unlimited awareness by evolving every day anew and dropping whatever I did the day before let it go. It's done. You can't buy experience at the shopping center, oh? No. It's not on the shelves these days, I'm going to be honest with you. <laughs> it's not for sale. You know, it's, yeah, it's, you know, the only thing that's for sale is your addiction, and you're buying into it. Yeah, yeah. Monk, can yeah, I ask you a question? So drop that. Drop, go for it. You know, this is what it's all about. When you say you live a monastic lifestyle... What does that mean? Good point. A monastic, a monastic life comes back to being aware of every movement that you're making, no matter what it is, whether you're cutting up fruit, whether you're walking on the house, know each step. There's no need to rush. Where you're walking out of the door, when things need to be done, you'll see it. The voice will be heard within. The house needs to stay clean. The mind needs to be clean. You know, if you want to... If you want to flourish in all of your movements, a monastic life really, on a simplistic term, I can really just put it down to one one line. Are you ready for this? Because it's a gem. I'm getting you prepared. I'm not just going to say it and then it's going to go by you guys, you know. We're ready. When I realized, when I realized these two lines, uh, when I first hit the monastery, it dawned on me right then and there. And I can really say that enlightenment, the first stage, it hit me big time. And uh, I pay homage to all the masters. I pay, I, I really give my respects and my dues to all the people that are going through that struggle. Quote from a Taoist monk, into a soul absolutely free from thoughts and emotions. Even the tiger finds no room to insert its fierce claws. Meanwhile, silence rocks in and everyone thinks, did the power cut out? So everyone is lost in thought. That's what not, that's what being monastic is not. When you're lost in thought, you're lost in addiction. The thoughts will get you complying with things. 
Watch your thought come and go. Watch it come. Don't move to it. Watch it go. It's going to be hard at the first stage, but it gets easier. Why? Because you're making the spaces in between the thoughts get bigger and bigger and bigger. And sooner or later, you're going to find that box inside your mind that creates those thoughts and you're just going to unplug the fan. And therefore, all the confetti, which I look at as thoughts, will all fall to the ground and you won't play into any of those thoughts. And therefore, not one addiction will have any power over you. What I'm trying to say is, and you'll easily understand this, thoughts are inevitable. Yes. Right now, you'll get a thought. Right now, you'll say to yourself, wow, we're nearly hitting the hour mark and we've got to finish here. That thought will rise like that. But if, obviously, for the sake of the program and keeping it nice and juicy, I would say, and you don't want people to really go off the mark, this program is endless. This awareness is endless. It's not a thought. Be the awareness and therefore thought dissipates. So if you're aware of all things, you know, and what I see with a lot of people when they start becoming aware, they start going insane because they start seeing through everything. Ah, the awareness of everything that is around you. Right. I am aware of... And I guess, and, and real quick... Because uh, I'm now I'm starting to kind of dive into this a little bit, but if I sit right. if I sit in stillness, and I and I am right. aware of what the what the world has in store for me, and when I talk about the world, right. and you talk about the marketing and how it's been pitching me all these years about what I need, what I want, how much of it I need to have, and mm. my 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 existence becomes. Mm-hmm me needing to have more of whatever it is that I'm being sold. Yeah. And when I become aware of that and I make a decision mm-hmm. that I no longer want to be held captive by those mm-hmm. perceived needs or, or instilled or embedded or downloaded needs that over years have been bombarding mm-hmm. me, then I recognize that I don't need anything. That I have everything that I need within. Well, me. again, you again you're going to put yourself into a sort of situation of starvation when you say you don't need anything. We all need things, right? Fresh air, good food, good rest, a really serene place so you can actually not be so volatile as far as the uh, environment goes. Because, like I said, if you put yourself into a, a, an alcoholic area, you'll become an alcoholic. If you surround yourself with monks and you want to train with a monk, you'll actually become enlightened. You know, it's it's that simple. But again, I will say, I also actually looked at the first sentence you said, if I sit in stillness, now you ready for this? You can be moving and you can still be still, right? It doesn't necessarily have to mean that it's always got to do with sitting. You can walk and you can be aware. You can swim and you can be aware. Well, you better be aware with you swimming because if you're not aware, you're going to drown. <laughs> yes. You know? Right. If you're riding the bike, you're using your stillness. You're using your awareness. That means you are sitting, but you're also moving. Now, this sitting and this stillness, please, listeners, everyone that could be tapping into this, don't confuse it to thinking that you're doing nothing. 
because, you know, you need to also train. You need to work. You need to make yourself some food. You need to clean your house. Uh, every now and then, you need to clean the toilet bowl, so to say. Be humble. Stay on the ground. Don't think you're going to sit still, become a monk and remain king and rem uh, be enlightened and everything's going to work out just fine with you. <laughs> that's that's an illusion. That's a fantasy. Don't fall into the illusion of thinking you're going to do nothing and sitting still and it's all going to, boom, hit you like a ton of bricks and it's all made for you. No, 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 no. You've got to, you've definitely got to put in the work when it needs to be put in, but you've got to know timing. Don't exhaust yourself. You know, I play drums uh, from the heart and my drumming was, it turned this pivotal point of getting so much better at drumming when I was much more still and focused inside my heart. But when I was chaotic and addicted to all sorts of substances and all this and that, my drumming was all over the place. It, it, it didn't have the groove, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So everyone's looking... Actually, I'll relate to uh, the Empress Groove. That just came to me. You know, I'm, I'm mentioning that because, you know, the prince sooner or later will understand that it's already king without remaining the prince. You're human and you're also aware. But don't forget, you are first awareness before you are human. And so what's happened when you were born, you actually became into a human, which is where you started getting programmed by the outside, saying that you're this, you're that, you're that color, you're thin, you're fat, you're not thin, you're, you're muscle, all these descriptions, it all comes back down, down to that description, do, like we said at the beginning of the program, and this is where it nails it, do not fall into labeling to make your being exist. Exist, be aware, and become the creativity from that existence. And keep creating, my friend. From that creation, I mean, everything you see around you was once upon a time someone's thought and an idea. Everything you see around you, no matter what you're looking at, a handle, a camera, a couch, the iPhone, the iPad, thanks to Steve Jobs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I actually, when, I, when I'm driving, I'm so still in my driving. You ready for this? I'm so aware of so many other people's mistakes. Guess why? Why? Because everyone's texting while they're driving now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's an epidemic. It's worse it than being on it ice. It's worse than being an addict. Yes. They're addicted to getting that. Or, you know what? They're addicted to just... Looking at what's going on, uh, actually, oh, this is a this is a good one for you. Before we uh, end, you know that Darwinism picture of that little ape crawling and then it actually gets straighter in the spine and then it becomes a man. It has yes. that evolutionary, uh -huh. you know. I think the certain pic, the last picture that we should put there right now, is a man leaning with his head over, looking at his phone. Yes. Yes. There is actually one that goes in the opposite direction. A man standing upright oh, as he go. starts to progress <laughs> down, staring into his phone. 
Oh, see that. See what I... See, look at that. It's already been done. The thought was there. So, you know what I'm really saying here? Everything already exists without you even doing it. But when you've done it, you want to say that you done, you did it first and, and that it's yours. And you want to have credits to it because you're now a name. And that little C inside of a circle must commemorate your, your patented licensing yes. and all sorts <laughs> of blah, blah, blah. You, you see where I'm coming from yeah. with, the, with where the world's going? Okay, now I want to really get into your system by saying there's a certain gentleman out there that I've been really observing for the last uh, 12 years. His name is, uh, well, let's say for the duration of you being straight. You ready? Okay. His name is Jacques Fresco. The situation is called the Venus Project. And, I mean, it sounds like a utopia system where there's no governments, no money, no prisons, everything's free. It's all resource-based. We can all be existing without being in what's called slavery. This is possible. Yes. Okay? Uh, we allow it not to be possible purely because of one thing, being divided by fear. That's all it is. When we as a human species, as an evolution, get beyond our own fears will actually come together as love and we won't need leaders to lead us to something that we all lead ourselves with. Love should lead the game, not leaders. You feel me? I do. I do. Meanwhile, my mother... me. You ready for this? Meanwhile, my mother looks at me and says, Hey, monk, philosophy doesn't pay the rent. Now go out and... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How many times have I heard that? You know, yeah. uh, it's... But, you know, in essence, it does pay the rent. Me being a monk, it does pay the rent. It actually brings in so much more than what it wasn't in the first place. Look at this. Addiction will, will uh, nuke it dry. Not being addicted will make sure that your wealth stays in exactly where you are. Don't ever forget that, peoples. Uh, your addiction will nuke you dry. You not being addicted will make sure that your essence, your wealth, your spirit, your spirit should be wealthy. Your body should be healthy. Get back into your real core of real living and remain king in your own space instead of being a puppet by the strings of commercialism and consumerism. Hopefully that nails it, you know. Hopefully I'm waking up a few people who get serious about your uh, freedom because you are already free. It's your addiction that keeps you caged. Man, I'm so with you. I'm so with you. That was beautiful. That and that was a beautiful way to close. It's completely different than than anything that uh, that I have done, and I have completely relinquished control of the entire interview. Uh, I'm really honored to really have uh, expanded on some of these things where people might bend an ear towards. Omar, you're doing an exceptional job. I really thank you from the bottom of my heart. Anytime and every time you're welcome in Australia, where we are, one day I'm sure when I'm banked up enough and hopefully it doesn't, I may even build a boat, come over there and get you and say, hey, look, the boat's not that big, but you got to paddle on one side for us to go straight. Otherwise, if I do all the rowing, we're just going to go in circles. I'm in, buddy. I'm in. So you, Yes. So bless your heart. I love you like all the like. I love you like I love myself, and I'm here for you no matter what. You are our guest when you come to Australia to the Gold Coast to the Execution Sanctuary is where I work from. 
Uh, Monk Zoo is M-O-N-K-X-U. If all the listeners are listening, like tap into my page, tap into my personal uh, picture. Like, don't get me wrong, you're more than welcome. I'll always friend you. I've got nothing to hide, and everyone I'm there to give non-stop giving because it's it never runs out. So you uh, have is a, there anything else, I Monk? As a matter of fact, I want to tighten that up, Monk. I want you to tell us exactly okay. the pages, your book, the best way okay. to get a, a hold of you, and then I'm going to transcribe that and list it on the page. But tell us how, what's the best way to get oh, a hold beautiful. of you. Best way to get a hold of me is actually closing your eyes, breathing, and please don't even press any numbers. Don't. They, they, <laughs> I'm not trying to plug anything here for you or for me to sell anything. If you want a hold of me, you're getting in touch with awareness. So close your eyes, sit still, breathe. That's the only way you can get a hold of me. That means I don't want to be bothered now. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's beautiful. All right. So, but if you really want to bother me, it's going to really, I'm going to be honest with you, it's going to cost you. If you're willing to pay that price to train with a monk, whether it's online or in person, by all means, M-O-N-K space X-U. That's my Facebook personal page. That is also a page as a community organization. M-O-N-K space X-U. If you even jump onto my website, M-O-N-K-X-U.com, you can also find the link there to read up a few things, see a few pictures, what I look like, who I really am. Uh, and in essence, if you really want to just shoot a private message to me, I'm, I'm more than willing to actually take the time out. But if it, don't get me wrong, the more time you take away from me, the more time I take away from my students that are already paying a certain amount. So please respect the ideas and respect the um, the heart giving space that I will also be there for you. But if I say to you, make a little donation to the charitable cause that I'm actually the vice president of, coaching with substance is what it's called. And I'm sure you've also got that link to O. Yes, I do. With uh, yeah, so if you want to put that there too, if people want to donate to that to make uh, the sanctuary a lot bigger with more tools where I can provide more of a situation where other people that are addicted, you know, these people come to me and I barely have nothing and with nothing that I do have, they get free from their addictions. But it doesn't hurt for people, whether it's whether it's a dollar, a $10 isn't much these days. If they want to donate to that charity... It all goes to a good cause, meaning that we just use those as facilities and make sure that that everything's in working order. And it may even buy someone a drink. It may even buy someone a mango to eat that day. It may be the only thing that they've eaten. Uh, And in saying that, that's probably the best link I can say. You you giving is basically feeding yourself. Remember that. Uh, That's the only saying that I can say. I always give, and when I do, I give from the heart. It's not something where I expect back at all. Once I give it, there, I let it go, and then it's totally, uh, it's done. And everyone eats from it, and therefore, I'm forever eating from it because everyone else is happy. Does that make sense, Omar? That makes absolute sense, Monk. It's beautiful. Now, I want to ask one more thing as we close. Go for it. Definitely go for it. I loved what we did earlier, the deep breath in and then the the gong. Right. So let's finish off with that, right? Let's do it. Okay. So ladies and gentlemen, 
Join me in the breath. Take it really deep in through your nose, as deep as you can. Holding it in very slowly. And three, two, one, letting it out very slowly. Love you, Omar. Love you, Monk. Thank you. Thank you for joining us on the Share Recovery Podcast. To check out the show notes page on this interview or to thank our guests for sharing their story, go to www.thesharepodcast.com. While you're on the website, don't forget to sign up for our free newsletter to stay up to date on the latest news, podcasts, and interviews. Want to be one of our guests and share your story? Then go to our website and click on the Share Your Story button. We share our inspiring recovery stories every Tuesday. So subscribe to our show on iTunes or Stitcher Radio to get your free weekly download. We'll see you then. The opinions shared on this show reflect those of the individual speaker and not of any 12-step fellowship as a whole. And though we discuss 12-step recovery and the impact it had in our lives, we do not promote or endorse any 12-step anonymous program.